I'm Carol Joy Sai, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 78. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, this morning I am sitting across of a Zoom screen with my dear friends, Bruce and Sonia Manson. They are what I call homeschool rock stars and veterans. And um, I just can't wait for my listeners um, to get to know you guys. So Bruce and Sonia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your family, first of all. You want me to? Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so we have eight children and um, we've had, we've been homeschooling since our oldest was, um, I think she was either three or four years old. And I heard about the Chia convention and we went to um, our first conference and we were lucky enough that you happened to be speaking that year. And you were one of the very last um, speakers that we went to hear that weekend, actually. And um, we just came out of the group. Sonia, can you explain Chia? What does that mean? Oh, the Christian Home Educators Association. They have a big conference um, every summer. And um, there were thousands of people there. It was um, quite uh, an experience for us. Yes, in California. Okay. Okay, yeah. And um, it was quite eye-opening to us how many people were doing this, how passionate they were about it. And then just hearing you um, speak um, that weekend, we came out of there. And I remember Bruce, who had just started his teaching career, and um, he thought, he said, I just absolutely love everything she had to say. And you must know that going into it, I was dragging my feet because as a, as a public school teacher, I thought that uh, this was somehow a second rate thing and uh, the school system had it all figured out. But uh, one, one session from you, Carol, and I was a, I was a groupie hooked for life. And uh, I, I quickly went back to school thinking, okay, now I'm in the second rate program. This homeschooling stuff is where it's at. <laughs> oh, my word. Well, that created a long and beautiful friendship. I didn't know that that's where it all started. I didn't know the history of when you first. So your littlest, uh, your oldest was about three or four, you said? She was about three. Three or four years old and um, we just thought this is definitely something we we want to um, pursue and at the beginning we were you know we're going to do this one year at a time we're going to see how this goes you know <laughs> all of that and then of course we um, ended up staying with it through the entire um, process we're still in the midst of it <laughs> our youngest is um, 10 so we still definitely are in the um, throes of of homeschooling a core group that totally so who your oldest is what now she's about to turn 28 so in, in about a week yeah okay. about 10 days so how many kids have you graduated out of high school into the world of your children how many of them we have graduated four um and they've taken different paths and so that's been an interesting thing too um, and all of them have just, um, it's interesting. And now that they are graduated, um, I'm, they come back more and more and just say, we're so glad we had this experience. You know, our, our childhood was um, just, they have good memories and also just, they feel like 
the experience of homeschooling was such a benefit to them. So they were well prepared for life. Yes, yes. Our, in fact, our, I, I don't know if you want to go into talking about what happened as they each. Yes, yes. Okay. I do too. Um, our oldest went off to take some, just a few college classes. And one of the ones that she took initially was a writing class. And um, I know we've told the story before, um, but she um, hadn't really had any writing you know, official writing courses. She's exactly. just reading all these amazing books all these years. And um, just, of course, the hours and hours of doing that. And I had a lot of friends who were paying for very expensive programs for their children and um, driving long distances to do these courses and um, kind of felt like we be totally believed in what we were doing with you, following your advice and, um, Felt like it was the right thing but my daughter when she got to school was just a little you know not sure am I going to yeah. do okay here <laughs> yeah. and um her she had written a few pieces for her teacher and her teacher said you know I'd really like to meet with you in my office and her daughter was a little bit scared you know going into this because no, she was a lot <laughs> she thought she didn't measure up somehow <laughs> she thought oh here it is you know this whole thing just like it it didn't pan out the way it was supposed to no, and, you know no. I didn't do something right and um, so she she went in to meet with her um, instructor and the instructor said to her I'm asking you here today because I'd like to use your um your papers that you've done for me as examples on my website oh. and I'd also like to know where you went to school <laughs> <laughs> who, who was your writing teacher mom. <laughs> not, no not mom it was the great books that we were that um you know influenced her through all these years um oh. yes because i never feel like i can take any credit for the homeschooling i was you know having lots of little babies and That's children right. i was just exhausted <laughs> well it was the thousands of hours of, of of language yes and you know great books lead to great writers and great thinkers it's just it's that simple yes it yes. sure is so she she felt confirmation at that point that everything was going to be okay. <laughs> that is so great. And your other children, how are they all doing? Well, our our second oldest daughter, she chose to go a different route. She um, is one of our. We have two children with Tourette's, and um, she had Tourette's. She had a delay in her ability ability to learn to read. So she started reading um, at about age thirteen. Mm -hmm. um, but that was fine. She once she started reading in about a year, she was you know, pretty much where she would have been if she had started younger. Mm -hmm. um, and then when she reached the end of her um, schooling with us, she really wanted to go into cosmetology school. She'd been heavily involved in musical theater in our local community and had been doing a lot of hair and makeup for the cast. Yeah. And she wanted to be officially trained and licensed doing that. Um, and after looking into the programs in our area, she decided that she wanted to go to one that was a little bit more expensive. It was a Paul Mitchell program rather than going through a community college. And so she um, needed to actually work for a couple of years. She went and took a job at a local restaurant um, and to earn the money to be able to attend the school um, yeah. because she would need a full year 
of not just tuition for the school, but also just she wouldn't be able to work during that time because it was a pretty intensive program. Um, and so she did that and they just loved her, absolutely loved her at the restaurant. <laughs> and actually, I got to say, this is the this is true for all of our children. No matter how they interact with the community, they're extremely well received. Yeah. And it, it is a testimony to what homeschooling does for your family beyond education. The relationships are really the primary glue that is... Um, that is is what what makes our family stick and 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 special and special really, and so it, any of our kids when they interact with others, whether it's a job or a, a play or um, anything, they are extremely well loved, and it's it's really simply because we have spelled love T I M E. Mm. That's how we spell love in our family, and you know when you send your kids to school, they are. Um, not only are they receiving an education and indoctrination from others, they're spending their time with others and they are uh, being influenced by others. And sometimes those others are not the ones we want to influence our kids. So being at home and being able to shepherd them and nurture them really paid huge dividends. And we saw that uh, through the years and, and Ivy's experience at work uh, was, was just like all the others that we've experienced. That's so yes. encouraging, yeah. So, so no socialization issues there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they didn't say do you have any more weird kids because we'd like to have them on the payroll. <laughs> yes, they're actually like, do you have more children and how old will they be? When can they start working here? <laughs> yeah, I lay awake nights worrying about that social. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she she did that for a couple of years and she was well loved there and she um actually grew a lot in um just learning how to um deal with the public obviously yeah. that was quite an experience and um and then um she uh, went to school and um she was worried about the challenges that of course with the difficulties that she had yeah. um but she did so well she was the first graduate um in her class and she had three job offers immediately going out of um, her chorus. And there were students that were in her class with her that even six months afterwards still had not been hired. So I just saw that also as another um, testament to her work ethic um, and just who she was, that, that she was, these people had come in, they'd kind of watched everyone working and you know they knew that they wanted her to come work so she's so. a working professional she works um um in our in our hometown so you know she she uh, ended up getting a job right close to us and she also had a hundred mile commute every single day to this school it was 12 hours of instruction plus a hundred mile drive and she she had the best attendance of anybody, anybody in her class, in her class. <laughs> <laughs> these are all the things people say yeah but they won't know how to you know get places or organize their time or blah 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 and it's just the opposite isn't it yes it is yes when I was a ballet student in my college years, my favorite part of class was the work we did at the ballet bar. I couldn't get enough of the fundamentals of ballet. I learned something new each time I did my plies. I feel the same way about a seminar that I wrote many years ago called A Literature-Based Approach to Education. That's where it all began. 
This information is the basis for everything I teach. Without it, you'll be frustrated and confused. It is truly fundamental. On September 11th, I'm teaching that seminar in a live, all-day webinar. Participants have access to the replay for two weeks after the live event, and you'll receive a PDF of 11 pages of my book lists that are yours forever. We will have a live panel discussion with families that are using my methods who will be answering your questions in real time. You don't want to miss it. Click the link in the episode description to register on my website. Early bird registration ends September 1st. Now back to the show. So, and then if you go down to our next daughter, who would be our yeah. third, old, third yeah. oldest, um, she also chose a different um, sort of situation for herself. She had been able to, um, she's, has an amazing voice and she'd also been involved in musical theater um through her growing up years yes. um and she had had 10 years of training um, at our local university for vocal um she also in her um the summer between her junior and senior year she had been able to attend um there was a um it's the university of Kansas, I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't know why yeah. my brain's not working right yeah, now. That's right. It's okay. um, but she um, had auditioned for a scholarship. They they offered this summer music chorus uh, festival, um, yeah. and they you audition, and the top fifty um, juniors and seniors from around the country then are scholarshiped into this um, summer chorus. And she had taken that and she just, I think her, her love for music really um, just grew so much during that experience. She was with all these other kids um, who also loved vocals and singing. And um, so she had also been training at our local uh, University of Redlands for 10 years. And um, so when she graduated, she actually opened her own vocal studio and she's been very successful with that, as well as continuing to, she um, does uh, on musical theater in our area, she's paid to um, help with the vocals. Um, <laughs> and so she's been very successful doing that. And she still performs also. Um, so it's kind of a combination of all those things, but. Um, well, and she's a great testament that you can monetize the arts. I think some families are afraid to encourage their kids to take up the arts because they're going to be, you know, starving and and uh, forever looking for their big break. And um, it just goes to show that if you're passionate about something and you work hard, uh, you can make a living doing it. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. So that's number three. And yes, number four. And then number four, um, she's the most recent. She just graduated um, this year. And yeah. she's sort of in, there's a lot of interesting things happening in our family and also the world right now. So um, she is um, still figuring out what exactly her plan is going to be. Right now, she um, is doing some nannying and she's also teaching piano lessons. Mm. Um, and she does want to take classes um, that we're in the, our family is actually in the midst of maybe making a big move. And um, she wants to be a part of that and then figure out what she's going to do after that. Mm -hmm. um, when, so, yeah. yeah. 
So going back to that first day, you know, at Chia conference, what was it, Bruce and Sonia, that resonated with you? What, what made you think this sounded like something that you'd want to do or that you believed in? Do you want to talk first? Well, I'll just, I'll just say that from a teaching perspective, I felt like homeschooling had a lot to prove. And I, I felt like this might be some, uh, well, okay, here's what really impressed me. The people who were homeschooling were so passionate and so purposeful and so efficient with their time. I was just, you know, in the, in the school system, we waste so much time on crowd control. And, you know, our pace of instruction is just dictated by, you know, Johnny Average sitting in the middle row. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, you, you just were a ball of fire and, you know, all four foot 10 of you. <laughs> and and you, you spoke with such wisdom, Carol. I know that, um, you know, you had a lot of experience uh, before you were at those lecterns uh, and, and you were able to, to lay out such a simplistic and, but clear and passionate message. It really resonated with me, especially as a teacher. Um, I just realized that no matter where you are and what, whatever you're doing, there are better, more efficient ways of doing it. And the passion and the purpose that I saw with homeschooling, and that was early, early, early. I mean, we're talking way, way back. Uh, it's never been easier to homeschool than it is now with all the resources that are available. But um, uh, I just was struck by this is so wise. And if we don't jump on this and the whole go one year at a time was just kind of like to be encouraging, you know, to, to, to Sonia, I, I, I always felt like we're not going to do this one year at a time. We're not getting <laughs> off this train. <laughs> and, and even though there were days when, when we might've called the local school to see if there were any enrollment options, <laughs> we really never dialed the number. It was just a threat. <laughs> Flag down any yellow school buses going That's by. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Away from us. Yeah. Wow. So describe kind of uh, your methodology. What, you know, what are some of the high points? What are the things, what are the hills that you've died on as a family educationally? Well, um, I think I remember one of our consults with you and we had quite a few. We had this split going on that where we had an older set and a younger set. And I remember you saying, you know, it's time for you to decide, you know, prayerfully, are you going to focus on the older kids, you know, and continue with that and then sort of like, you know, be watching them. Um, or, and then they would, the older kids would take over maybe reading to the younger kids. Yeah. Or do you want to focus on the younger kids because you've set up your older kids well and now they're going to be more in charge of their education and you're going to just really focus on those little ones and we made the choice to focus on the little ones um, that's what worked for us and um, i've advised a lot of families that have asked me about that um, that for us it was a really good choice I, our kids really took over um, charge of their education in their high school years. And I actually, I believe honestly um, benefited them so much because they were the ones who were needed to be responsible for their education. 
and it I believe it created um, a very strong foundation in terms of just being responsible, knowing how to manage their time, um, the work ethic. Um, that then I think that benefited them so much whether they were going like either going into her job or um, or going off to her college classes or you know Autumn setting up her studio. They're all um, that be having to manage that. And of course, they were helping a lot with the younger set also. Um, but it just, I think for us, it was the right choice. And I think for a lot of families, that can be a very good um, choice. Mm -hmm. The younger kids really, I feel, need that um, extra time and attention from mom and that input. And if you build that up, then when they get to the high school years, they really are ready to um, to be self-directed learners. More, yes. And I think if you look at history, you know, a lot of kids, when they reach that high school age, they were going off into being apprenticeships, you know, positions or, um, you know, starting to run their own homes. You know, a lot of people did that at younger ages. And I think that that's kind of what you're doing when you set your kids up and let them go in those years. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, Brooke did mention that uh, she noticed that many of the young adults just didn't seem to know how to manage their time, and yes. and they did they they were waiting for direction. It's like, okay, I'm here, tell me what to do, you know. And I thought that was really interesting because um, you know homeschooling has many opportunities to to learn that responsibility and that work ethic. Mm -hmm. And something else, just looking for hills that we that we. Uh, planted our flag on obviously literature major major and I was able to take that into the classroom I my love of books it makes me you called us rock stars well I got to tell you as a male third grade teacher who loves books there's nobody more popular at my school and my kids my kids come back to see me after they graduate and they tell me of the 13 teachers they had I was their favorite because I made learning fun and I introduced them to books and they and the love of, of, of reading. And that is a lifelong pursuit that I planted in them. And that came from you, Carol. Oh, so yes. that was uh, that was just a beautiful legacy that we were able to uh, to to make a, 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 a significant portion of what we do. I mean, that's really if you distill it down to how do we homeschool? Well, it's through literature and literature. Literature is not a subject. You know, I laugh when people say, OK, you know, it's 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 book time or reading time or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But for us, literature is it, it bleeds way beyond the school day. Yeah. And uh, and of course, uh, screens, you know, we, we would be remiss to not mention screens and media. And uh, I see the effect of that full force in the classroom. Uh, kids today, their brains are physiologically changed because of the screens that are being foisted on them. And uh, it's a very, very insidious uh, device. And I know that you've got plenty of seminars that address this, but any family that is not experiencing success will likely have to look at screens interfering with what they're trying to accomplish. If you, if you manage the screens or get rid of them entirely and you uh, instill a, a strong literature, uh, you're you're halfway to the end point. So well put. Yeah. Wow. So if you were talking to an up and coming family that are thinking of homeschooling, what would you tell them? I'm sure you do that all the time because people do. <laughs> <laughs> this is not theoretical, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know from my perspective, I usually um, 
I feel like I'm so excited for them um, because I just know that all of those amazing memories and connections that they're going to create together um, that are just irreplaceable. Um, just those books that you experience together, um, the, those stories go into your family culture, into your heart. Um, there's all these connections and I just feel the relationships in the family are so much stronger. You know, our kids are really close um, friends and um, enjoy being together. And it's so much more than just the academics, you know, um, I know that that's the thing people want, are concerned about and, yeah. you know, um, that, that seems to be their, their big push, you know, is it going to be okay and are they going to do well? Um, and that is important, but I really think where the beauty of it is, is in those relationships that you create, those memories you create, the family culture that you create. And I just feel like those are the things that are going to uh, not just affect your own personal family, but long-term generational, um, you know, that is going to trickle down. And that's an amazing impact, I think, that you can have, um, not just on your kids, but, you know, future generations. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. Okay, you guys are such a gold mine. I want to close out and I want to do another recording if we could, because once I've got you, I don't want to let go. So is that okay? Can we close out and then we'll keep yeah, recording? And sure. Okay. So I just want to thank all of our listeners for joining us this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, Carol Joy Side, to subscribe to our e weekly email and receive exclusive discounts to my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings. <laughs>